Hello, hello, it's your boy Courtney Anderson, aka Big C, one half of the Lit Code Podcast with Edgar Jones, the podcast where the menu is short and sweet, but there's plenty for your mind to eat. We're back with a brand new episode entitled Lit Conversation. Now, this is episode three of season three, uh, and Edgar and I have had a little time in between recording episodes. So, this time we hit y'all with something a little different. It's not one particular topic. It's just a lot of lit conversation, right? We talk about some of the traveling we've done recently. Uh, we talk about being a listener versus being a lecturer and how do you decipher which one you need to be when someone tells you something. We talk about the power of perspective. Uh, we talk about the power of self and getting to know self enough to take self out of things, right? Uh, we talk about sitting in silence. We talk about a lot of different things, man. Just a lot of lit conversation for y'all. Uh, please tune in. I'm sure there's something we touch on that can help you, that, that may hit home with you, uh, that you can take and apply in your life, man, and make things a little better for you. So again, uh, tune in. Enjoy, evolve. This is your boy Big C. I'll see y'all later. Peace. Welcome to the Eat Cypher. Flow hotter than the hands on Peter Piper. And now we would like to introduce you to your rivals. It's like Ali and Tyson. The hook is with the liking. Show nothing, Mr. Bison. Maximus and Leonidas. You were in the booth with Titans. Goons, goblins, and Vikings. It ain't really nothing like us. Man, just because, so is somebody coming to you telling you how they feel and what's going on in their damn head at that moment of time? I think there's a couple of things you probably shouldn't do. One is just don't go and be like, well, don't go do that. You know, don't, 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 don't go do that. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't agree with what they're saying, just because they told you, it probably don't mean they're going to go do it. <laughs> My mind is like a damn library, bro. There's all different type of books and memories and experiences based off us just living. And sometimes at the most randomness moment, you could be sitting up there watching the Lakers play against the Wizards, having a conversation with one of your partners, and you would think about some something somebody said to you two years ago. Mm-hmm just out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that I thought it, it doesn't mean I'm going to go do it. And I think that's the separation. Mm-hmm. I think about sometimes whooping somebody's ass because they cut me <laughs> off. <laughs> I think that way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I can't, it's come from just you know, growing up, playing ball, man, just different experiences. Hey, sometimes that's what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. But Thinking and doing is two totally different things. And I think that's where discipline really comes involved, right? Being able to have the discipline and say, all right, man, I just thought about saying this or doing this and whatever that is, but then not doing it. So when someone's coming to have that conversation with you and say, hey, man, especially a guy, if he ain't really been saying nothing to you about what's been going on, he finally opened up his mouth and be like, hey, man, I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Right away, you shouldn't jump into it. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. There's a couple of things you can do. First thing you can do is just be silent and be quiet. I don't know at what point in time 
that we feel like when somebody is coming to tell us something or they need to get their their emotions out and what's going on or they crying or whatever it may be, we mm-hmm. gotta try to fill that silence with talk. Just be quiet, man. Be still. Yeah. And silence at times can communicate to that person that I accept you, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I really accept you. Uh, silence can be looked at as approval as well, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> man, uh, man, I, I, man, my wife has said to me, hey, what you think about me going to go buy this chair? And I'll be like, let me think about it. And then I just get quiet, don't say nothing else about it. And then she walked back in the house two days later and she brought the chair. And I'm like, well, why you did that? You don't say nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing when you're going to talk to somebody, come to talk to you about what's going on, bro. If you just sit there and be still, be quiet, that can communicate to them that, hey, man, I accept you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I accept yeah. I accept you right now in the moment and people feel safe. Yeah. The other thing you can do is just thank for for what they brought to you. Cause more than likely, man or woman, I speak for the man though. Mm-hmm. If they don't usually say anything, they open up their mouth and decide to talk. Ten times out of ten, bro, it's been brewing for quite some time, just like a crock pot. Yeah. That thing. So it probably took a lot of courage for them to get to the moment, to get to that point, to arrive to that destination, to say what it is they need to say. So thank them, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming to tell me that, bro. Let me know how I can support you. A couple different things, but this thing about, because the thing is, man, we can't, we can't, we can't escape experiences. Unless you got something else, compadre, on the other side, Corky, you can't escape experiences. <laughs> nah. you can't. Like no. you live, you're gonna have experiences. You can't escape thought. <laughs> like it's gonna come. What I can do is control how I respond. I can control being able to have the discipline to not carry that out. You know what I'm saying? As much as I can, I can control what I choose to say when those thoughts come up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can control what I choose to say when them thoughts come up. So if one of the thoughts is, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, uh, man, I ain't good enough. I'm not a good enough father. I'm not a good enough dad. You know what I'm saying? Is there truth to that or not? I don't know. You got to <laughs> think about that. Yeah. But you say, okay. I ain't a good father right now, bro. In the past, I ain't been a good dad to my kids. But this is how we take it to another level. And this is illuminated thought, bro. This is illuminated. This is sparked thought. I ain't a good dad. I ain't been the best of my children, right? But what can I start doing to be a better father? So sometimes we we, we beat people up, bro, because they thought something. And they said, you be like, oh, no, don't, don't say that. What's wrong? Like, Bro, he ain't do it. So we, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's at least try to agree on that. Like he ain't carry the action out. Now mm-hmm. what we do is, how can we teach them and talk to them or listen to them in a way that, uh, and you can form that discipline to not carry that thing out, bro. 
you can't ex escape the experiences and you can't escape the thought and what's going to come up sometimes. Your yeah. brain gives you, man, it gives you a lot of options of a lot of different things you can do. For every right decision I make, there's 65 different wrong decisions I can make. For everything you do right, bro, and you trying to be a better version of yourself, man, there's 72 other reasons why you can go out there and do the wrong thing. Wrong, but wrong, wrong, wrong. It could be a damn song off that. <laughs> but you choose not to carry it out. You know what I'm saying? That's the power, bro. That's truly the power right there, man. So, oh, man, yeah. Just discipline, man. Having the discipline. So being able to create that space, man, when people come in to talk to you about something, you know what I'm saying? Um, don't just jump them right away because they said that's how they was feeling and what was going on. Because the fact of the matter is, we all messed up in our thinking to some degree. <laughs> like, you know, very flawed. <laughs> very yeah. flawed human beings, bro. So if 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 we all could get a snapshot to everybody and all and all the different thinking that was going on, boy, there'll be a lot of you. Man, and if anybody be like, I don't think like that. All right, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's the flaw side of human nature, man. So you thought it. All right, pay attention to that thinking and what it is that's going on. Ask yourself if it's true or not. Am I not being a good dad? Am I not being a good mom? Am I not being a good leader in my in my uh in my role, right? Only you know. And then that ain't the end of the world. It ain't the end of the road, bro. It's never too late to rebuild. Even if the foundation on the house, you can't you can't rebuild a house because the foundation messed up. You can go build another house somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? You can rebuild. It's never too late to rebuild. So, okay, I'm in acceptance of I'm not good in this role right now. I ain't being a good dad, right? I'm not being good to myself. Hell, let's start with self. I ain't being good to myself. But what can I start doing right now? to start being better to myself. Yeah. So uh, experience. <clears throat> we can't escape experience because that's who we are. Uh, I just had the honor of doing another podcast yesterday. Uh, it's my time podcast with the homie Asher. Uh, and he asked, he started off asking, who are you? Just like we do. And my answer was I'm a manifestation of a lot of different experiences, both good and bad, and my reaction to those experiences. That's who I am. That's who I'm going to constantly be. If you answer like that, because at the end he asked, are you who you say you are? I say, yeah, and I always will be if I answered it the way I just answered it, right? Other stuff can stop. Your, your titles can change, right? Some people are husbands, then they're divorced. Some people end up being widows or widowers, right? But one thing that will never change is who you are based off those experiences because experience is going to happen every day. Every second, it's an experience happening, right? Uh, I made a post back in May that said, uh, and I'm going to read it verbatim, uh, always honor those people in your life who constantly do the right things. They're amazing, but the amazement doesn't rest 
in the right thing part. You truly understand how amazing they are when you think about all the wrong shit they decided not to do in order to do the right thing, right? Uh, trust me, even the good-hearted have heinous thoughts. The ability to admit those and choose the right one is a skill set that most have earned through a ton of chaos. I tip my hat to y'all, keep on pushing, right? So even myself, right, there's, there's a morbid... <laughs> There's a morbid side of Courtney that a lot of close people to me know from being a youth where, where uh, my daddy had to teach me about hunting, uh, killing only to eat and all that kind of stuff, right? I've conquered that person, that, that side of me. But sometimes when somebody says something to me or, or just randomly, I have a million morbid thoughts that go across and I have to be able to move all this out the way. Boom, pick that one in a split second. Right. That's a skill set, but it only happened through experiences, through doing a lot of the wrong stuff first. Right. And then getting getting to the point where I'm able to choose right. But but I also had to get with self and know that I need to start taking in certain stuff. I need to tell self certain stuff. I don't need to lean on my darkness. I need to lead lean into my light more because that dark side is going to push that more beside of me. Right, Edgar's dark side is going to push that, let me whoop your ass or you whoop mine, right? His light side is going to kind of keep him away from that. But here's, here's the other thing. There's a place for both. You just got to know when to choose it, right? That's what separates a lot of people, when to choose it. Now, something else we said a long time ago, Edgar, is two L's you should be looking for when somebody's talking to you. They need one of two L's. They need a listener or they need a lecturer. And it's up to you to figure out which one, right? <laughs> you don't, you don't always, people not always telling you stuff for you to lecture them. Uh, that silence that Edgar talked about afterwards usually gives them the room to let you know which one they need. In that silence, if you hear them say, man, they probably just needed a listener. If you hear them say, so uh, you ain't got nothing to say about that? Or what you think, bro? They probably needed a lecture, right? Now they need your input. But but they're going to let you know which one they need based on their reaction. So you got to give them some space, right? They don't always need you to jump in and tell them what to do. Sometimes, I said this yesterday, a day before Eric and I were talking, I said, man, you know how many people are walking around with this huge weight on them just because... They can't say something that happened to them. They, they can't verbalize the trauma. They can't say it, right? Uh, they can't say, I was molested. Uh, my, my uncle made me do drugs. They can't, they can't say it, and they've been walking around with it, and all of a sudden, whatever about your energy and your, and your person gave them the ability to say it, right? That's all they really needed to do. <laughs> they need to release that. Right now, you trying to jump into it right then, and they just said it. They ain't ready for that work yet. All they really need to do is just release it, get it off of them. Sometimes you're just a sounding board. And sometimes that's the biggest thing you can be, right? A sounding board. You don't have to say nothing. Sometimes you just need to be present. Uh, when people lose loved ones, right, you can ask a bunch of people that, that have recently lost loved ones. What I type to them at first is, Hey man, just sending healing vibes your way, letting you know I'm here to support 
I have words for you, but I'll give them to you when you can hear them better. Because right now, everybody saying something. Everybody trying to tell them they hadn't processed their feeling yet. They they hadn't said anything yet. Right now, a month down the road, they're going to be in, in utter chaos and they need to hear something. Right? Hopefully they remember Courtney said, then boom, now I give it to them because they asked me for it. Right? That's, that's part of our whole mantra, right, Edgar? Illuminated in thought. Enlightening the thoughts of people where they are, illuminating the, the, the thoughts of people where they are to light the path to where they want to go. We just want to meet you where you're at. We ain't, trying to, we ain't trying to push nor pull. We cook up what we cook up and hopefully you smell it, right? And if even if you smell it, we don't even want you to come knocking on the door then, right? We just want you to think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just think about it. That's all. And then, then if you if you decide to come on, we always we always here. We always got what you need. We 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 welcome it, right? And if we don't know, guess what? We're gonna tell you we don't know, and we're gonna figure it out, right? And, and then the growth of being the figuring part. But you you said a lot. I think a lot of times people, that's ego. That's that's our ego saying, hey, I can fix him. Right. And most of the time that's coming from a broken place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, broken people love trying to fix other folks. Right. And then brokenness, your brokenness ends up breaking them or y'all end up into it after a while. Right. Yeah. So, uh, man, it's, 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 it's real crazy how once you work on self, you then have the ability to take self out of things. Now it sounds like that's backwards, but it's really not. Oh, it, ain't, it ain't. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't at all. Once you once you've worked on yourself enough, right? Being selfish with self, you really become unselfish. So when you start to hear things, right, and your mind starts to, uh, like Edgar said, you can't you can't escape thought. So thought starts to tell you, uh, this related to you or or. What would you know? Self is gonna let you allow you to take yourself out of it, take your feelings out of it, right? It it makes you respect perspective because you understand that their ways cannot end in your way at all, right? Uh, the way they experienced it, what they saw, what they heard, the way they the way it made them feel is based on what I said earlier, experiences that your ass ain't experienced, right? <laughs> You may yeah. have you may have a problem with uh, a man raising his voice at a, at a at a woman, or you may not have a problem with that because you grew up with eight sisters, right? So y'all always got in shouting matches, right? This <laughs> this lady that's telling you where he raised his voice at me and that made me feel a certain type of way. She she may not have grown up with a father or a brother in the house, so no man's ever raised a, raised their voice at them. And if you can't take yourself out of it, you'll never allow yourself to understand where she's coming from. So a lot of times, man, when people are telling us stuff, it's okay. Formulate your thoughts because your thoughts are your thoughts, right? And maybe they can use them one day. Put them in the fire cabinet, though. Just listen, right? Listen for if you need to be their listener or their lecturer, man. Just kind of listen. Give it a little time. And like I said, if you give it a little time, most of the time in that, in that silence, in that space, They'll let you know what you need to do. They'll let you know if you need to give them some more or if you just need to give them a hug, man, and say, hey, bro, 
I appreciate you for for sharing that with me. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for opening up. Keep doing that, right? If you want to say anything, man, keep opening up. Don't hold that in. If you ever need to to release it, I'm here. Boom, you got it. <laughs> but it ain't always your job to fix it, right? Uh, sometimes you ain't equipped to fix it. Uh, I'm I'm I'm. My dad has taught me a lot about vehicles. But uh, if I'm riding down the road today and I hear in the engine, <laughs> it was my job to hear, right? <laughs> but I may need to call somebody <laughs> to fix it. I may need to get it to the shop where it's, you know what I'm saying? It was just my job to hear. I can't fix it. So I ain't going to even try, right? I ain't going to even assess that damage right now. Now, what, what will happen, though, somebody can tell me what that was, why it happened, how it usually happens, and the next time I know how to prevent it. Oh, I know exactly what that is when I hear it. You see what I'm saying? Through experience, though. So, man, you open up with a doozy. Uh, <laughs> now, with all that being said, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Cold Podcast <laughs> with Elga Jones, the podcast with a menu short and sweet. There's plenty for your mind to eat. And I am Courtney Anderson, a.k.a. Big C. My compadre yeah. over there is Elga Jones, right? And we're back. And and uh, second of all, because we already got first of all out the way, and man, I'm happy to see you. You know, good to see I, uh, you too, man. Yeah, that's that's it's always it's always a pleasure. But uh, I'm sure most of y'all that watch know, but uh, we really did grow up together, and I don't I don't mean that in a in just a cliche sense. We we really grew up together from boys to men, and we we've assisted each other in that. And uh, we always talk about our hometown, right? Uh, Rayville, Louisiana. We talk about our families, <clears throat> uh, mother and father side, right? Elg and I are related on, our, on my father's side. Uh, we speak of Rayville like it's a mini Wakanda because it is. And our family, some people may think I'm lying sometimes, but <laughs> like uh, we, have, we have Anita who's a DA and Tim, who's a who's a big time pastor and mortician, and owns a funeral home, and we have uh, we have uh, state troopers in the family. We have all of these different big time professionals in the family. But Elg and I are closest in age, right? So we got a lot of bar setters. But uh, I had the privilege of watching him, you know, go through college and to the NFL, and I always. I always had to use where they were going to push myself. So uh, I want to tell you, I appreciate you for that. But it's always it's always good to see him because I know I know the story and I know the battles from firsthand, right? And what it what it took to get this guy to sitting across from y'all, clean cut, cool, calm, collected. I know the chaos that went into that. Uh, and so when I see him beaming with light. Right, and us doing what we doing, and I see that logo on his head, and I see the one on mine, and the one on my shirt, and I know that's something we birthed from chaos and work, and then peace and serenity, <laughs> right? All that together gave us this, and that's the reason we're doing this right now. So it's always good to see you, man. I'm, I'm happy to see you. we talk all the time, but seeing the visual, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, it's good to take in. Same here, my brother. Say man, that uh, shirt look, look good. You got on too. The hat too. We get that shirt from. Thank you, sir. Uh, 
Amazon. And I got it made up here. Uh, Sonic printing, I think, something like that. Sonic monogram. So I just, I just wanted to marry. I wanted to marry the two color logos. like that. Yeah, yeah. It color look good, man. Now it's always good right. to be back, man. It's uh, no, that uh, man. I, I just, I, I've sat in the seat of me talking to somebody about what's going on, and they, I done got, they listen, they listen. And then they gave me a whole lecture on why I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But they beat me up about it. You know what I'm saying? Based off what I said. Uh, and I just, hey, man, to do right is hard, bro. <laughs> Depending on, like, what your value system is and how you operate in life. You know, if you if you live in a, trying to live a life of high character, right, and saying you're going to do stuff, giving your word, right, and doing what you said you was going to do or, or, or taking care of you and yours. And, you know, man, I don't know who painted that picture. That's always easy, but it ain't. You know what I'm saying? Because the human side, the up, our, we're flawed, man. We're just flawed creatures, bro. We selfish. We be all about ourselves. We can be wicked in our thoughts at times, you know what I'm saying? Think crazy stuff, you know? Like, so... When you choose it, bro, to do the right thing, man, it's uh I think we downplay that, but you got you know a little pat on the back, man. Especially as you get older, because you built we've been able to build so many bad habits that we probably just wouldn't think for a variety of different reasons as kids, you know, um, and as adults, right? Just stuff we ain't think about that we was probably told or showed that we'd be like, man, that's all right, it ain't gonna do no harm. But now it kind of you started to be illuminated in thought and really thinking, you realize like, man, that, you know, that habit right thing good for me. So trying to break that, man, I can speak about battling with alcohol. That shit was hard breaking that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was because I built the habit of like, yo, when I'm going through this, man, I'm about to go grab me a drink. Relief can create a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on yeah. what you choose to, to, to uh, you you understand what I'm saying? Relief can oh, create the, a serious problem. Or the thought like, of relief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, I thought about relief, but I ain't carried out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying if if you're speaking on, if you're speaking on grabbing a drink to relieve how you feeling, then to me that's just the thought. That's, of, that's, I mean. that's false relief, though, because you're thinking that's going. It's you're thinking it's relief, and it is right then, but it later leads to detriment. You see what I'm saying? As you keep running to that for relief, you you tend to figure out that that's probably Yeah, yeah. so like, yeah. And it's like, so I didn't hear you. I think we- Yeah, so I think if it, if it, turn, if it turns into something that is consistent, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It could potentially be detrimental to you and hurt you and probably hurt some stuff around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But just be careful of what you choose to do when you want to relieve. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like for me, yeah. like, you know, you know, for real, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. be careful what you choose to do. You want to relieve some stuff, bro. Like, for me, my whole thing was, man, I'm about to give me a train. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, it's a long day. It's the end of the day, right? But then that ends up turning into me having a problem with alcohol. 
And I just said to, 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 to go deal with it in my way, in a healthy way, right? That now, that man, it's, I think it's close to about 500 some days I've been sober, you know what I'm saying, with no mm -hmm. drink. It's been one of the best decisions that I've made. I remember, man, sometimes like I'll be working out in the yard and I'll pull up and I'll see some weeds, right? And what I would do is, is I would go snatch the weed out of the ground and then two days later, damn weed back. And I go snatch the weed out of the ground, right? And then three days later, the weed back. Mm -hmm. Until I finally got me a shovel with it. Got to the root of that weed, pulled that root out. Then she, <laughs> that weed ain't, <laughs> it ain't coming no back. You know what I'm saying? So like really getting to the root of like, what is this that's going on? But just being careful of what you choose to do when you want to release some stuff, you know what I'm saying? So me speaking about that battle of like dealing with addiction, bro, that's, that is hard, bro. That is very, very hard, man. So for me and for individuals that's listening, bro, if you battle with something, man, if you conquered that and you've got a good, you know, you're on a good path of just not repeating that habit and doing and getting, going back into that, that space of doing that thing. That's huge, bro. That is huge, man. That is very, very huge, man. You got to learn how to give yourself some a pat on the back and say, hey, man, good job. Bro, yesterday, I was in a gas station, 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing the lottery, you know what I'm saying? Because I there was a couple of numbers that popped up last year. And uh, 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 I said, man, you know what, bro? I'm about to start playing these, lot these numbers. And I, I'm going to hit this lottery. That's what I've been thinking about. So I've been playing these numbers, right? Now, I done played it so much that I know every day when I go play my ticket, I know how much money it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. The tickets I played yesterday, the slips I played yesterday, it cost me $7. $7, right? It was mm -hmm. three different slips. One slip is $4, the other slip is $2, and the other slip is $1. $7, man. So I go in the gas station, I already got $7 in my pocket. Not seven ones, one five. <laughs> one five dollar bill and two ones i get a dude behind the counter my uh slips right my three different mm -hmm. slips remember the first one's how much four dollars the second <laughs> slip is two dollars the third slip is a dollar give him my slips he gives me my slips back because i like keeping them because i don't got to keep refilling the slips back out mm -hmm. and then he gives me my tickets with the note now all for, for y'all that don't know on these tickets at the bottom of each ticket and a half your numbers and then how much the ticket cost? That first slip had my numbers. It said $4. Mm -hmm. That second slip it gave me, it had my numbers. It said $2. The third slip it gave me, it had my numbers. It says $1. Last time I checked, four plus two plus one is seven. <laughs> that boy said to me, that boy said to me, $8, buddy. I was like, what? I scratched my head. I, I got seven dollars in my pocket. I got another dollar to get to you to give you your eight dollars. But why am I giving you eight dollars? <laughs> eight dollars because the the pieces of paper was flipped over because I couldn't see the numbers on how much they cost. So then mm -hmm. what I did before I, to assume I flipped over the sheets to see what the numbers was at the bottom of the sheets. First mm -hmm. sheet. Four dollars. Second sheet, two dollars. Third sheet, a dollar. 
Now I'm sitting here thinking like, why am I paying you $8? But I don't jump the gun. I don't assume. I said, hey, buddy. You know what I'm saying? I speak in his language, you know, not, <laughs> not high time. I said, but I said, uh, I said, uh, I said, can you tell me how much that first sheet say? He said, $4. I said, can you tell me how much that second sheet say? He said, $2. I said, can you also tell me how much that third sheet say? He said, a dollar. I said, how much does that add up to? He said, $7. How am I giving you $8? I said, is there a service fee for lottery tickets? Not at all. No, no, no. You got an extra number. Okay, then if I got an extra number, why is it not showing up on this paper, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Forget it, buddy. You want another ticket, I'll give you another ticket. Now I'm getting in fight and flight because you starting to, I'm asking you questions. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to get a better understanding. I ain't jumping the gun. And everything you keep telling me keep coming back to seven, dog. It ain't eight. It keeps coming to seven. $8. So... He gives me, he starts to give me another ticket. He's like, well, I'll just give you another ticket. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not what I want. I said, could you please, sir, just give me my dollar back. That's all I asked for. Are you saying that this costs $7? He said, yep. I said, so can you just give me my dollar back? He gives my dollar back. I chose to take the hard road, bro. But when I got ready to leave out the gas station, instead of saying thank you, instead of saying, instead of, instead of saying nothing to him, I left out. Before I walked, I said, hey, man, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You have it. And that's the tone I said it. When I got in the car, bro, that was hard, man. That was real, real hard. Because as I started to ask him questions, he was really trying to talk to me like he was big man to me. You know what I'm saying? And I felt the I felt the sweats underneath the sweat underneath my armpit and my mouth getting dry. I knew Ekin was getting ready to come alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, and it, and it, and, and some people may be able to say, hey, bro, like. But that really ain't worth it. You just could have gave that dollar and left out. You know what I'm saying? But what I was trying to master and learn how to do a better job of, and you kind of got to pick your moments with this because some situations you need to just walk away from completely. Maybe you just need to let him add a dollar and just leave. You know what I'm saying? But for me, based off of us been talking about these things of just mastering self and having discipline, I'm at a, a point, I'm have awareness enough that how, this is how I'm feeling right now, but lot, not letting the emotion drive the car that I could calm myself down enough to then be able to choose the right road to say, hey, bro, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Have a good evening. And then get in the car and go on about my business. And I got my dollar. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Got my four quarters, my 10 dimes. But in that moment, I had to really say, hey, bro, that's, I thank God. For my spirit being able to help me in that moment in time as well, but also just say, hey, bro, that was a good job on that. Because you yeah. could have, because when you realize, when you when you pose something as a threat or somebody talking to you in a certain language, or they 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 look at you a certain way, how you have normally responded to people doing that in the past, probably in an aggressive way or saying something to them, or snapping on them or getting them some words, and then man, you 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 choose to do something totally opposite to what you are used to doing, man, that's a huge victory, bro. So when people are breaking like habits or breaking like addictions, man, it's power in that, dude. There's so much power in that. So much power. So that's my lottery ticket story yesterday, bro. I almost called you. <laughs> I was like, nah, man. I ain't calling me. Yeah. Um, it is a good job, man. And, uh,
you had a chance to, uh, like you said, walk away, lose the dollar because it's just a dollar, right? But uh, how did you learn how to shoot your jump shot better? Uh, how did you learn how to round the corner with your shoulder low, <laughs> right? You you intentionally practiced it. So when you are well enough to have, uh, to take advantage of chances to practice this stuff, uh, you should, right? It's all people should. And it is it is a lot of power when people beat an addiction because what they start to do is, again, they, they seek relief, they medicate. That's what people, what people usually say. Uh, and it's interesting because I did look up last week, earlier this week, no, last week, we're in a new week today. So I looked up, because we, we were at home, uh, and my son was in, in the hay and stuff and started to break out, and he kept scratching his arm. <clears throat> and so I never looked it up. Now, I'm a, I'm a science major, and I'm a nerd. I really look into things a lot. But I never looked up why scratching relieves an itch, right? So I looked it up, and I, and I learned that what happens is when something is itching and you scratch it, you actually, you actually confuse the brain because that itch is hurting and your scratching is gonna give another sense of pain that makes your brain release serotonin that calms it. But the thing is that your nerve, your, your, it's itching because it's having a reaction to something. So as, it's, as your brain eases it, the spot that's irritated is gonna release what it needs to release to let you know something wrong here, right? So if you ever notice, the more you scratch sometimes, the more it itches. Now, sometimes the scratching part just feels good because it's scratching and itching at the same time and you you getting caught in that sensation, but it's confusion. It's not getting to what you said, the root, right? Because after you quit scratching, it's still irritated. And sometimes, sometimes if your nails are sharp enough, scratching actually tears the skin. Now, you got a spot that was already irritated and inflamed right? You've torn the skin on it. Your nails are dirty. That's getting infected. And you made that whole situation worse. So when you do run to stuff like alcohol or drugs, right? And it alters your mind and the way you usually respond to stuff. Let's say you was having a bad day. I decided to go have a drink. You walk in from having three drinks after you should have had your one. And your wife says something to you. And normally you wouldn't go off the rails, but you do. Now y'all done got into it. Let's say the police get involved. Now, now that's yeah. happening. And everything that went crazy because you thought you was relieving something when really it wasn't. So what has to change for you to realize that sometimes that event that I just said has to happen, right? Sometimes you got to sit in that. Damn, man, I came home and tripped out and the police got caught and I had to deal with all this. And I may need to find something else to do. Now, Cool, but that ain't that easy. That don't mean you're going to quit that day, right? But at least what's happened, the mind, that mindset shift has started to where you know it's something you need to do. Not the end of the words, you keep doing it, but I know I need to beat this, right? And if you know you need to, that's half the battle, right? <laughs> they, they say uh, admitting that you have a problem is the first step. So that's half of your battle. To, and, and, and don't just think it's drugs and alcohol. It can be sex. It can be eating, it can be porn, it can be a whole lot of different stuff that you're doing, thinking that you, every time I get stressed, let me run to this, right? But it's it's really just a temporary relief. 
it's actually doing more detriment than anything. You just got to know it. And then once you know it, uh, you don't have to try to gobble all that up in, in one day. Erica had different small steps that he took to get to 500 some days, right? He didn't, he didn't get there in a day. The math don't work, right? <laughs> you can't, you can't get 500 days in one day. He didn't get there in a second. It didn't just right. happen like that. Small steps, small things he told himself. Sometimes it's people and places you got to stay away from. And then once he got stronger, guess what he started doing? Going back in those places. Cause now you got to test it, right? He, he talks about it all the time. He, he'll be sitting over there with his spritz or his water, you know what I'm saying? Everybody else doing their thing. But you gotta know, you gotta know your why. I gotta know why I'm having this and not that. Cause I'm 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 doing something. I gotta, it's something I need to beat, right? Uh another powerful thing you touched on with that lottery store, man, is you have to know how much power you have in being a diffuser, right? Uh think about the, the cats on the movies that go in when it's a bomb in a building, right? That bomb can blow up and it's powerful. It can it can destroy a lot of stuff. But how powerful is it when that guy clips the right, <laughs> the right wire, the right wire, and that bomb stops? <clears throat> right? He's the he's the real hero. He's the biggest impact because he saved all these lives, right? Sometimes if you are if you are a visually powerful person, you walk into that to that man's shop, you 6'3. To what you running now, 260 somewhere in there, <laughs> lean cut up, yeah. voice deep. You know what I'm saying? You're a physically imposing person. I, I understand it in my line of work when I walk up what it looks like. So uh a lot of times, if you react aggressively, then now <laughs> you're causing them to go in survival mode, not not fight mode, survival, <laughs> because I don't know what this cat about to do. So the fact that you kept staying even keel, even when you felt that guy coming out, coming up, you were able to tell him, nah, I got this, man. This ain't this ain't that type of time. Because you could have pushed it for far, right? And you could have pushed it to where he calls the po again, calls the law enforcement. Law enforcement comes. It may be a little, a little guy that may not have had the best interactions with cats of your stature and color. And then he comes in there. And everything go haywire over the lottery ticket and the dollar, right? It was way more power when you diffusing the situation than it was you escalating. I don't want the bomb to go off. Let me clip this yellow wire right here and end it. Suspense was there though, right? There's always suspense in the move. We sweating on the other side of the move and thinking, damn, is he gonna get it? Cause the time clicking, five, four, three, snip. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of suspense leading up to it, but now he just saved this hospital full of children, right? You saved the day. It's power in diffusing situations, uh, especially for, for my young man out there. Your willingness to flash out may give you some gratification early on in life. Somebody's picking on you, somebody's, you the, you the man that, that your friends come and get when it's a fight, cool. But that's not the way you want to handle stuff. Uh, it's it's actually not a uh, it's actually not a strength. It's actually showing how weak you are because you're able to be controlled uh, by people because they know you're gonna flash out by any little thing. Part of being a man 
part of protecting your family is knowing which battles to pick, right? Part of that is ensuring survival of, of, of myself and them, right? I don't want to, Edgar don't want to go out here and get killed over a dollar because <laughs> Nova ain't ready to live without you yet, right? You hadn't poured enough in that cup yet. Now, if something happened is outside of your control, cool. But just think about if I know I could have diffused that situation, I got to go away for 100 years or somebody take me out over a dollar, right? Sometimes you got to think about it like that, especially my men. Women, it's a little harder with because they're, they are, internally they're way more complicated than we are. So when their emotion gets involved, woo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Usually a man can kind of get his out with the physical action and, and, and everything will be cool, but with women it's a little more. So for women, I would say really work on not even letting your emotions get involved, kind of work on diffusing situations or walking away before it gets there. Uh, before my man, especially, that's not, your ability to physically do things and flash out is not like this this honorable masculine thing, unless it's in the in, in the confines of a uh, sport. Cool. You getting paid to do that? You're a boxer, you're a wrestler, you're a football player, rugby, whatever. Okay. That's that's when you get to display that. But outside of those lines and outside of those walls, Elgin can tell you that from personal experience. Once you lead that game, uh, they're not handing out rewards for that out here. <laughs> in regular old society of corporate America. They don't get you rewarded, Jack. It gets you something else. It, it don't get rewarded for it, for reacting like that in your home. Now, again, there is a place for it. There's a place. Somebody breaks into your home. Somebody's threatening your wife. Uh, something like that's happening, trying to harm your children. Yeah, it's it's better to be a warrior in the garden, in the garden than a gardener at war. So you need to have that with you. It's okay to have that with you, but you got to be able to control it. If you don't control that monster that you built from a child, you don't control that monster you built to survive. Monsters just want to eat everything. The movie Venom. Venom always asking the old boy, let me bite his head off. <laughs> right? <laughs> It'd be a bunch of decapitated people walking around if he just let Venom loose. He got to control him. And as he learns to control him, then stuff works the way it's supposed to work. So, uh, I said a lot, but shout out to anybody, anybody who's actively battling addiction. And necessarily saying you won it, but you winning because you're battling it. And anybody who's beat it, shout out to y'all. And that that addiction don't just mean drugs and alcohol either. <laughs> like I said, uh, sex, food, whatever it was, because we all have these different addictions that we can grab hold to. Hey, Amen. Shout out to y'all. Kudos to you. And keep going with that. Yeah. No, man, that's good that you uh, you uh, pointed it out that way too. You know, it don't necessarily have to be sex. I mean, alcohol or, or drugs or sex. It could be a variety. I mean, it could be the yeah, the addiction of late night snacking, <laughs> like crushing yeah. some snacks late at night. You know, or, or stress eating. Appreciate you for yeah. really breaking it down to another level as well, because. It could be looked at a lot, a lot of different ways, oh, man. man. Gambling, you know what I'm saying? Overworking. You can overwork yourself. You can overwork, <laughs> you can overwork yourself. So, I, you know, I think it gets back to the root of like, man, what is it? What is what is it that's going on? 
uh, that I may be bothered with or dealing bother that I have when I'm bothered or I'm dealing with something. What is this right now? And how do I? What do I do? What do I choose to do to uh, deal with this relief that I need to, that I need to basically um, get out? You know what I'm saying? So just being aware of that. Uh, man, for, I know you said this earlier, but what was, you know, you traveled home. What was some of the takeaways from going down to the crib? Uh, so let me get that. I'm going to get the part, the feel good part out of the way first. Well, all of it was feel good, but it's something to say about the way we celebrate in rural South. I've said this on the episode before, but where we're from, right? Ain't nobody, wasn't nobody rich coming up, right? But you let Friday roll around and uh, or Saturday and we got a haircut and an extra hundred dollars left out of that check. Right. <laughs> and you go get somebody to put some meat on the grill and play some music. And we got on some cute clothes, boy. That's all we need. It ain't no extravagant halls to go to and places for these these nice little day parties where you're gonna see people in linen and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it ain't gonna be pouring up no no eight hundred dollar drinks and all that kind of stuff. Some meat on the grill. Everybody to put about twenty thirty dollars together. Some cold brews in the cooler. <laughs> some crawfish, some catfish, uh, uh, and some music. And we'll we'll show you the best time of your life. Right. Yeah. Uh, Justin Chanette <clears throat> stopped by. He he's, he delivers the mail over there by my daddy's house, and he he said, "Man, we have uh, family reunions every year, and it's like fifty of us that vote on places to go." He said, "We always end up back down here in Raven." He said, "Only two or three of us ever ever vote to go elsewhere." And he was like, "Man, why is that?" And that's what I explained to him. I said, "Man, it's something to be said about being able to have simple fun." And everybody that, that comes up knows everybody and it's love and it's it's good, genuine fun. Now, sometimes a fight might break out, right? But that's going to get alleviated and, and they're going to still love each other at the end of the day too. But it's it's that simple thing, though. It's, it's not, it don't take much, right, uh, for us to get together and have a lot of fun where we from, man, and really, really enjoy being around loved ones and being in love and and, and enjoying company. Right, for you know it, what started out as five or six can be 20 or 30 real fast, and and then it just grows from there. There's people riding by and stopping, man. You at home, yeah, and everybody just enjoying each other's energy, man. And uh, if it, if it's that's one thing I do, it's a lot of stuff I miss, but that's one thing I do miss about home. And uh, one reason Ohio is kind of like easy to it's easy to correlate to home because the winter's so rough. That by the time spring hits, everybody wants to be outside. So it's always something to do, something to go. And it, it's not, don't have to be nothing extravagant. Uh, the other takeaway was right. on the trip there. Uh, I made a video about this, but uh, it's five of us in the van, same van, same route, going to the same destination. We stayed at the same places. We ate at the same restaurants, ate the same people's cooking, right? Visited some of the same people. <clears throat> Those five or six, depending on who was with us at the time, all experienced that 
in five or six different ways from their own points of view and their own perspectives, right? Uh, what I saw driving was different from what my wife saw. She rode beside me and looked upside my head every once in a while and dozed off and woke up. And what I could see from the front, my son and daughters couldn't necessarily see from their seats in the back. And even if they did see it, they took it in a totally different way than I took it in, right? Because I was right. I was showing CJ a crop duster, spray a field, something I've seen hundreds of times in my life, uh, but he hadn't seen. So I could see it from a certain angle as we were driving up towards it, but he couldn't see it yet. And by the time he saw it, it was swooping back up over the tree line, just over the van, and he was extremely excited about it. I had excitement in, in him being excited, but what he saw versus what I saw, I just saw another crop duster spraying the field. He saw something amazing, right? Yeah. We're looking at the exact same thing, though. Uh, the trip the trip could be more work for me than vacation. For the kids, it's more vacation. You see what I'm saying? Same place. The people who we're visiting, they're taking us in in different ways, right? Uh my dad got a chance to see his son, but he also got a chance to see his, his daughter-in-law and his grandchildren, right? Which all have different relationships. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the power of perspective, the power of, of understanding that everybody is existing in their own separate world, even though it's intertwined with yours, it's, it's all different. And if you can look at it like that, you can begin to respect how people feel about things and how they see things because same pre same people even in your home right uh uh love nova amaya when love starts to talk and she says daddy and nova says daddy and amaya says daddy it's gonna have three totally different meanings same dude though right but from their point of view and their perspective they've experienced you in totally different ways right amaya got to experience you in a certain timeline, Nova did in a certain timeline, Love Will in a certain timeline. Evolution is taking place during that time. So they all experience you in different ways. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> I got a chance to talk to people who were looking at me, and, and I can tell from the look in their eyes that them looking at me, they were inspired for some reason. Right. I'm aware of I'm aware of it now, aware of why I'm aware of who I am. And, and what I bring to the table, what my purpose is, what my gift is. But just seeing that from different people and their point of view, and, and, and then some of them talking about where they were when me and them got close and some of the stuff I may have done for them and me telling them some of the stuff they may have done for me, right? It's, it's from a certain point of view though, right? And that, as we said earlier, when you get with self enough to be able to take yourself out and respect the perspective of other people, you live a way more peaceful life. Everything gets less and less chaotic. That's why I'm going with this. It's not as much frustration and chaos when people do something opposite of what you would like them to do or what you think they ought to do when you begin to respect their perspective. Now, it doesn't right. mean that, that y'all don't have to have a conversation about it because if y'all got to coexist, maybe that's something they can't continue to do but you at least understand and respect how they got there. Because there's a reason behind it. Again, always end in Y, spell it. You spell way, it ends in a Y, 
And if you spell ways, it means it ends in Y, it's wise. So every way ends in a Y, but you can't expect somebody else's way to end in your way. It won't happen like that. We can go to the water park, Egg and I can slide down the same slide. His experience with it gonna be different than mine, right? He may be claustrophobic. I may I may have a, a thrill-seeking gene in my body, right? One of us can be terrified, one of us can love it. Same slide, same experience through different perspectives though. So that was my major takeaways, man. Just the feel good environment of being home, being able to help my father on the farm uh, and seeing life come full circle. I got a chance to uh, hold Helen's baby and let her touch the horse, right? Uh, some of you may or may not know I lost, I lost my aunt Charlene in, in March. We also found out that my sister was pregnant, right? So I'm, I'm there looking at my sister, big belly, and I'm looking at the elders, how they have aged and how we are now in positions that our parents were in, right? And uh, I'm looking at all these little kids, these new new little babies that I know they might, they related to them, but I don't necessarily know them that well, you know what I'm saying? And uh, life cycle is happening. And sometimes it takes you to be away, to come back to it and actually see it right there on, on ground level, you can see it happening in real time. Uh, and it's it's a bittersweet thing, but it's a beautiful thing. Everything's happening as it's supposed to, right? Uh, life cycling and recycling, man. And every time I go home, I do get to see that and just go get to be around some love. And that's, that's a great feeling. Thank you, Coach. Good, brother, man. No. So you also you also did some traveling. Uh so I know you had some takeaways from your your trip yeah. as well. Yeah, man. Uh now I had a chance to go on a family trip last week. It was a good time. Uh just one one of two takeaways. One is uh just being still and relaxing, man. Um you have to make a decision to really do that. You know, you have to be intentional about doing that. So whether it was going for a walk in the morning or the evening time, just really trying to be exactly where I was at in the moment. Um, and being able to reflect as well. There's a lot of power in reflecting. Um, man, when I was playing ball, one of the things I used to do was not be so quick to leave the damn locker room once the game was over with. And I learned this through trial and error. Uh, what I, I would normally do in my early stages of my career is when the game was over with, boom, I shoot out the locker room. Especially if we uh, lost a game, I would. And sometimes, man, the reaction that people would get out of me, family members, it just, it was something I probably had to apologize about or you know, I probably kind of came off as an asshole. Um, or, you know, because there was so many emotions still going. So what I learned how to do was after the game was over with, after a loss, and sometimes even after a win, just sit down and reflect, really take time to reflect and sit there. Number one, because I was sweating. <laughs> so, us being big guys, once we finish working out like that, you know, you playing ball for 60 plus minutes, even after you get out the shower, your, your, your body still needs time to cool down. 
Uh, so sweating, the worst thing, I, worst, one of the worst things I can do is get out of the shower and try to go put some clothes on right away. My clothes going to look like I had them on when I was in the shower because I'm still sweating. So cool my body down, but then also cool, just cool down myself as far as uh, the emotions that was going, uh, being frustrated, being irritated, being able to also reflect on how I performed, what I did, how I can improve. Uh, so I've tried to take that now, not just what I learned in sports, but in life, just taking more time or taking time out my day to reflect. Probably before I'm getting ready to go into a conversation, I'm heated right now, I'm bothered about something, something else, something that happened early in the day. So my emotions are very uh, high at the moment, right? But before I get ready to go into this conversation with somebody else that ain't got nothing to do with what went on, I just took a little time to reflect, bro. You know, maybe do some writing, maybe do some meditation. Just close my eyes for about five or 10 minutes so I can go in that conversation in the next conversation and not do something that I probably got to go apologize about. Uh, so a lot of power reflection, reflection. That was one thing. Then number two is, uh, you know, being out on the beach, man, you just realize on how much God has given to us from a uh, resources standpoint of the planet. Um, so just me thinking about on how I can continue to give in life. The human side of us, bro, is it can be selfish at times. You know, we wake up in the morning and think about what can I get? Get me. You know what I'm saying? Get that bag. You know, get this, get that. And the world promotes that. Which at times there's nothing wrong with you getting. But I think it's important to give, bro. And when I say give, I don't, I don't, it's not necessarily just from a, a, a money side of it. You know, you can give people a lot of valuable things in a lot of different ways. You can give your time, your undivided attention to someone. Uh, that can mean the world to a person. Uh, you can give your resources. Uh, you can give the effort to just pick up the phone and call somebody. Then it kind of goes into your time. Uh, but nature does a good job of reminding us on how much it gives. Think about the fresh water nature gives to us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and our bodies are what, 70, 80% made of water, I think it is. Um, even on the pollination side of it, pollination is, I mean, huge for agriculture. You know what I'm saying? Um, pest control. Hell, think about all the animals that help, that help with pest control. You know what I'm saying? Bats. <laughs> Bats are pest control. Uh, um, uh, snakes, rat snakes. You know what I'm saying? That's that's uh, pest control. Uh, so air, I mean, what the trees do as far as providing uh, forest, you know, oxygen, like, man, uh, nature gives us so much. So how can I continue to give? So reflection and just being able to give, man, and, and, and giving can look a lot of different ways. So. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. We give it, we, we actually giving right now. I mean, it's part of our giving here because we're giving our, our, uh, gift. And that's part of our purpose, right? Sun gives us light. That's his gift. That's his purpose. 
to to push all these other processes that we just talked about, uh, photosynthesis and, and uh, all these different. The moon has its purpose, the gravitational pull, controlling the tides and all this stuff, right? Uh, there, there are also a bunch of trace elements in our bodies, iron, gold, different stuff. We, we are a part of this universe. And all of it works together, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because some of that stuff he just talked about, it's got some ugly processes to it, <laughs> right? Uh, pest control means if, if a bat's helping control a pest, that means he's hunting it down and eating it, right? It ain't, ain't too good on the pest, but it's necessary. Right. If you, if you see how worms aerate the soil, right, it goes in one way and comes out another way. It don't look too pretty. Right. But it's all part of the ugly beauty. Right. And life is the exact same way. They're going to be ugly parts of your process that work together for the good of your process. All of us working for the good, though. And it's all about balance. Right. Certain amount of ugly to get to this beauty. Right. So don't ever think. <clears throat> that the quote unquote bad parts of your stories are something you need to be ashamed of, right? Sometimes they're the most prolific part of the story, right? Every single thing that happened in your life, if you're listening to this, had to happen for you to get to this point to where you're hearing me right now. If something else changed, butterfly effect, everything changes. Uh, every single thing, and it's a lot of ugly shit in my life. I'm telling you, if, if we, we just, Edgar's gonna put out a video about yard signs, but if you can see the yard sign from, from my past and my darkness, whoo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But all of that ugly shit I'm talking about, it's absolutely necessary to get to the beautiful side of things. Had to happen that way. Uh, so you're facing something rough right now. It ain't the end of the world. If you're getting up, you're, you're in your right mind, uh, you're breathing, Right, you got breath or spirit in your body, and guess what? You got a shot. You got a chance. Uh, uh, the bad stuff that's happening don't have to be the end of your story. It don't have to be the end of your book. It can just be chapter four, part of the turnaround. Right. Right. Again, we said this on the old episode, man. You got the pen in your hand. It's your notepad. It's your world. Edgar just explained to y'all about the big world whole universe the big world but all of these little individual worlds which is us or that ant or, or that bat that he's talking about that's that's all individual worlds right what are you doing to impact big world through your world because you control your world right uh you got the pain you choose it's all about making them decisions man like we said earlier those millions of thoughts that come to your head through your head in split seconds, you got to get to the point where you can make the right decision. That's what it's all about. But understand that you are your own separate world. You are part of this big old universe. We all connected. Right? Find your purpose. Live out that purpose. Because you got a purpose. You're going to impact this world one way or another. You're going to impact the people around you one way or another. Why not choose to impact them in a positive way? Intentionally. Or on purpose. Let's do that. We're part of yeah. it. Well. Oh, shameless plug. 
don't know when I'm gonna drop this episode, but anyway, June seventh, twenty twenty three. That's three sevens. That's seven seven. And if you add up twenty twenty three, Edgar gave y'all a little math lesson earlier. Two plus zero plus two plus three equals seven. Three sevens. I love the number seven. That's when the book's dropping. My first official wow, published yeah. book, Understanding Your Guide of Your World. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all a disclaimer. I will be referring to us people as, as in a provocative way, I would say that. But it's all about getting you to self-help, right? To, to understand the power of self. It's a lot of personal stories in there, but there's a lot of stuff that we talk about on the lit code, uh, a lot of stuff that I've typed up in breakfast posts. Uh, this this book is also a COVID baby, just like the lit code itself is kind of a COVID baby. Uh, that's when I wrote it. It's been a while I sat on it. Finally did what I had to do to get it out. So it'll be coming out soon. Uh, first of many. Uh, Egg and I'll be working on some stuff. There's a lot of it's a lot of different things we're gonna start putting out, man, to give you something to hold with you when we ain't live or, or, or we're not putting out videos. You have something that's more uh, intimate, right? <laughs> that you can keep and hold to yourself, right? And read on your own time, or, or if you like me. A bunch of my reading and stuff happens in the bathroom, right? I just, it's when I'm I'm in my own little space. So anyway, that's coming, man. Find out your purpose. Understand that you are the most powerful being in your world. But, but we also have to impact others in the worlds around us. And we all come together to make one big universe, man. And it's a beautiful thing. Hey man, I want to salute you on that, bro. Salute you on that, putting that book out. That's uh, that's huge, man. Yeah, it was born out of COVID, COVID, baby. But you know, I'm pretty sure when you, there was times, man, you really had to go down and revisit some places. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, uh, yeah, that's another episode. Yeah, you go revisit. That's big to do that. Put a book out, you know, and. Uh, That lives on, that lives forever. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. lives forever. So you actually inspired me to eventually at some point in time start working on mine, man. So uh hey, y'all go get that. Yeah. June, you said July 7th? Yeah, I my think bad. you said June. July, I probably did. July the 7th. July the 7th, 7, 7, 7 to 2023. That's that's gonna be the release date. I'll be posting uh the pre-sale links and all that stuff soon. Uh, it'd be on Amazon and, and other platforms, but yeah, uh, I'll probably be doing some more podcasts with other people. I did the first one yesterday. I'll be posting that link as well. Uh, of course, we we lit it up. <laughs> you know, whenever <laughs> whenever we get to go in other avenues, we we like to bring some light. So that's what we did. We illuminate the scene. But uh, appreciate you, man. Look forward to working on 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 your. Yep, we coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all later, man. Loop,